1: Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast with my co-host, Frank Santopadre. Our guest this week is a producer, occasional director, occasional podcaster, actor, voice actor, musician, a fellow monster kid, and an Emmy-winning television writer. You've seen or heard his work on dozens of of influential, admired comedy shows, including The Ben Stiller Show, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, Mr. Show with Bob and David, The Dana Carvey Show, The Late Show with David Letterman, TV Funhouse Community, The Jack and Triumph Show. (laughs) And two boldly original Adult Swim programs that he wrote, created, and appeared in Moral Oral and Mary Shelley's Frankenhole. As an actor, you've seen him in all or most of these programs, playing everything from a mummy to a kiddie show wizard to an. S kissing Thanksgiving turkey to an alcoholic crow to Michael Jackson to the Grim Reaper himself. He's also played the memorable character Alex Starburns, Osborne, on the hit NBC series Community, a character he later insisted be killed off. While creating some of the most provocative comedy of the last three decades, this man has worked with the best comedy minds in the entertainment business, including Dan Harmon, Robert Smigel, Dana Carvey, Conan O'Brien, David Cross, Bob Odenkirk, Judd Apatow, Sarah Silverman, Scott Atson, Charlie Kaufman, And, possibly, even me, Gilbert Gottfried. He's also the producer of an Oscar-nominated animated feature, Anomalisa. And he also happens to be one of the founders of Starburns Industries and Starburns Audio, the companies that bring you this very podcast. Frank and I are happy to welcome to the show one of the most daring and original writers on the planet, and a man who mostly dislikes Son of Frankenstein, Dino Stamopopolis. Right. Dino Flybin, Deebin, Demon. Fliven Poffel.
0: It's it's pronounced Dino Stam <laughs> yes. Gil,
2: Gilbert, what was the point of our earlier call to go over the pronunciation of yes. Stamatopolis? Yes. Well, <laughs> look, I started
1: this. I yeah, I started this show by not mentioning you or the name of the show. <laughs> right.
0: so, you're, you're consistent.
1: So we're off to a good start. Dino, Jesus. Welcome.
0: <laughs> After that introduction, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I mean, is there anything more to say about me? I don't yeah. know. Uh, You're so exhausted
1: now. It's I useless. granted, son of Frankenstein, really slow moving.
0: Slow moving.
1: And yeah. and uh, just feels long. But I I gotta say, what saves the movie is Bela Lugosi as Bela Igor. Bela Lugosi, yes, hey, it's definitely,
0: it's finest definitely. ever. But, you know, they, like, so they didn't have a script. Like, they threw the script away, and they were just, like, pages were coming in day after. Like, and then I guess they, they didn't have any time to edit. So you can't really blame the uh, the director. But, boy, you know, there's, there's moments where it's just you walk the kid up from downstairs to upstairs, and they don't cut away or anything. Yes. And, and... and <laughs> Basil rathboat even says, "We're almost there," like he's talking to us. Like, yeah, stick <laughs> yeah. with us, yeah. audience.
1: Yeah, yeah, keep watching. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, but I loved Lugosi in it. Lugosi's I thought, great.
0: He's great. Yeah,
1: and and uh, Lionel Lionel Atwill was fun, yeah. but the yes. movie it goes on forever.
0: Yeah, it could. I edited it down to a forty-five minute movie, and it's great yes you also
2: you know we had somebody we had on this show Dino. you'll get a kick out of because i noticed that you parodied the character of the son played by donnie dunnigan yes who's got a texas accent in one of the episodes of Frankenhole. i think it's the wolfman episode yeah Yeah. he turns up
0: yeah my friend uh, kk dodds does (laughs) a woman does his voice yeah (laughs)
2: So that doesn't bother you. the fact that basil, basil Rathbone's son is played by a kid with a Texas accent. Oh, that bothers me. That's <laughs> oh, why and, we that's and, why
0: we
1: joked about it. and 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 but he at least like Basil Rathbone, had a round face and curly blonde hair.
0: Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Harpo. He should be Harpo's kid. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: And we had him on the show. We had him and He's around. and he surprised us. Because we thought we'll do a short episode. He'll be good for yeah. five minutes. We made it a two-parter. Wow. He was really good. Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: sure he's interesting. He had a, like a, a very interesting life, right? He was like in the, uh, didn't he fight? In- yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, he's a decorated war veteran. Yeah. Also, he was the voice of Bambi. Bambi, right. Yeah. The young
0: Bambi, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you, you, but, but as, as Frankenstein's son, you know, you're expecting him to go shazam.
0: So, so is that? I know it's a you know it's a it's a different uh, it's 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 not universal. But does that suggest that maybe he's Gene Wilder? Ooh, that's yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting.
2: Oh, that's interesting. I never that gave be, that any thought. Yeah, you got I've, a couple of grievances with that film. Yes. You don't like when when Krog says, "Haven't we heard the name Frankenstein enough around here?" And yeah, I heard the you place on the Frankenstein is, minute. The place is named Frankenstein. Yes,
1: I'm I'm always waiting when the when the conductor says Frankenstein. Yeah, I always thought. And uh, and then next stop, Wolfman
0: and Dracula. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be great if he said next stop Frankenstein's monster.
2: Yeah, Well, I think Roland Lee proved that he was no James Will.
0: No. And also the second movie no is, imposs-
2: is impossible act to follow.
0: Yeah. They're both great. They're both, both first and second movies and, are great in their own way.
1: Also, uh, one thing I have to say for the director is there was that story that the studio was going to hire Lugosi for a week. Right. And he said, no, no, he's going to do the whole movie.
0: Yeah, you got to give him credit for that. That's great. Yeah. That's amazing. One of your other gripes, I heard
2: you on Frankenstein minute. You were saying, "How does bringing the monster back to life going to vindicate his father?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a hell of a question.
0: Yeah, I don't think they thought too much about this script. I mean, there's literally one point where Krog says, um, "It was definitely Igor that did it," something like that, and then his his next sentence, it's like. Igor couldn't have done it. You killed him or something like that. I can't remember what it was exactly. But uh, why,
2: why did your folks not let you watch these,
0: these, these pictures as a kid? Because I found that interesting. I was a scaredy cat. Uh-huh. Like like yeah, every Fourth of July, I would like scream and cry. <laughs> uh, I was afraid of every. I was afraid of Santa Claus. I you know, I uh, I was just you know, I had nightmares all the time. I would wake up going, I don't want to die. <laughs> like this is like three years old. Uh yeah. But you, so. you
2: eventually showed them to your daughter, because which I found interesting because Gilbert also showed them yeah. to his to his child. Uh, I started really son.
0: early. She was probably like one and a half or two. And after a while I had like all these monster models, like Frankenstein monster models. And she would carry the Frankenstein monster around like it was her baby and kiss it goodnight and like put diapers on <laughs> it. I love it. <laughs>
1: And we were talking before uh, we went on the air that we've worked together yes. on Conan O'Brien Show.
0: Yeah, it was one of my favorite bits. I, I was only there for a year, but uh, uh, the, the idea was Halloween and uh, celebrities would come in dressed as other celebrities. So uh, Gilbert came in dressed as Dick Cavett. But it was really Dick Cavett with yeah, Gilbert's voice Cash. who dubbed in.
1: You just it heard a, little... a loud zipper sound.
0: Yeah.
1: And, <laughs> yeah. and you'd see me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then uh, they had
1: me on the subway. You were always uh, on, yeah. Reading poetry yeah. on the train.
0: Yeah. I, so they, yeah, I, I remember you were there a lot. We uh, you know, it was it was great because I was always a big fan. I saw you in the 80s, when you started doing Letterman, I saw you, you came to Chicago and did like a whole, you know, whatever, 45-hour set. And uh, <laughs> I used amazing. to do long
2: sets in those days. Yeah. It's
0: like, imagine screaming for an hour.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you remember, it was remember, great. Remember Caroline's at the Seaport, Gilbert, in those days? You do like a, you do a 90-minute set. Yes, yes. Now,
1: yeah. now it's like, uh, if they say, we need you to do five minutes, I'll say... Can can I do like four and a half?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you may have did, done ninety when I saw you, but it felt like forty-five. It was, uh, it was I, great. I
1: it it feels a lot longer when I stage.
2: They pulled you out <laughs> a lot on those days, uh, those Conan days, Gil. You were you were sort of like Tony Randall. You were a celebrity in rotation, being yes. ca- called in for bits. What was the yeah. under What was the underwater bit? Because I don't they, think
1: they had one. I think it was like you know, journey beneath the sea or. 20,000 leagues under the, uh, where, uh, Conan is in the submarine. And then from, they, they had a camera underwater in a swimming pool, I think at the YMCA and I get underneath the water and I'm attacking the camera as some <laughs> giant sea
0: monster. Yeah, uh, I don't, I, yeah, I was probably gone at that point, but, uh, my favorite thing I remember about you was you always ordered two lunches. Yeah. <laughs> one to eat, one to take home. That's hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nothing has changed. Hey, right now, everyone who heard that is going, "Yep." Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you, I do, would did, order
1: two lunches, one to have there, one to take home. Plus, I'd steal like. A bunch of candy bars, yeah, potato
2: for chips. Service, yeah. Yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> I find that hard to believe. Gilles. You yes. didn't steal. We all knew you were doing it and loved it. <laughs> it's in
2: character. Did yeah. you do? Did you do sets in those days on Conan when you when you were officially a guest? Would you just do panel uh, or would you come never, out and do a set?
1: Never did a set on Conan. I did panel about two, three times, and then I became like, yeah. you know, a, uh, kind of a semi-regular right. for those skits. Yeah. And I, I did like uh, Letterman about seven, eight times doing stand-up. Yeah. I remember all
2: those, yeah. Let, we'll, we'll bounce back to, to horror movies and, and get to Frankenhole in a, in a second, Dino. But since we're talking about Conan, found it very interesting. You were, you were like <clears throat> very early hire. I mean, it was just you and Conan and, and Andy and yeah. and what? And, and Robert at the very beginning?
0: Yeah, yeah me, Conan, Andy, and Robert. Yeah, it was just us and... Uh, it's Michael. Robert Smigel, I should. Yeah, Robert Smigel. Clarify. Uh, I remember getting. I I just finished the Ben Stiller show, and I, I I didn't really have a great time on the Ben Stiller show. <laughs> I, uh, oh. um, uh, I had been used to like I was working, like I was writing uh, bits uh, in Chicago, and would do my own. You know, I didn't like being rewritten. I was I was kind of a jerk. Okay. And uh, so and 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 Ben and I didn't really get along. I remember once Ben looked at me he said. I don't get you. You scare the shit out of me, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I kind of felt the same way, but I didn't say anything. I just wanted the upper hand at that point. But That's honest. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so then I so then the Ben Stiller show got canceled, and uh, and I'm like, all right, I I'm just gonna. I don't know if I even want another job anymore. But then I read like uh, I think it was in Rolling Stone magazine or something. Uh, this big article about Conan. I didn't even know who he was. And uh, and I fell in love with his style of humor. So I just wrote like 20, 30 bits and sent it to them through my agent. Um, and I said, just keep these. You don't need to hire me. I, I'm not looking for a job. I just uh, I just uh, wanted to contribute. And uh, then I get a call. And I uh, they're like, it's just, him, Smigel and Conan, and I just hear, Hi, it's uh it's Robert from television. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh hi. He's like we want you to come and work for us. And so I'm like I was actually gonna take a cross country motorcycle trip and go to New York and I was like, all right, well I guess I'll just take a plane.
2: So you just gave them the sketches, you just wanted to see them executed. Yeah. You didn't care you didn't care if you got hired.
0: I, I swear to god I didn't care. I was just uh, I just wanted the show to be good. I was a huge Letterman fan and I was a little concerned what was gonna come after, and then when I read that I'm like, Oh I want this show to be great, you know.
1: And and name all of the people who worked on the Dana Carvey show.
0: The Dana Carvey show. Oh, there's oh, a jump. Yeah. That was uh The superpowered well, writing room. Yeah. Charlie Kaufman, Louis C. K. I, I noticed you left Louis C.K. out of the intro. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's because he never jerked off in front of me, and I was—I felt very left out. You know Albert I, Brooks. I worked with Albert Brooks. You you know Brooks. a guy? You think you pals? And I would expect just once to like stroke his dick in front of me, but never. Uh,
0: before before he got canceled, we were working on a on a cartoon with him and Albert Brooks, where they played cops, and it was hilarious, and. Um, after it, the, it, all this went down. Albert Brooks had a joke, and he's like, I, "I can't tell it. I just can't tell it." But I'll tell you. And he's like, uh, "I I talked to Louis a lot on the phone. Uh, I talked to Louis on the phone a lot. I just thought he was exercising all the time." <laughs> 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 so anyway, yeah. Sorry. We'll make an edit and go back and
2: put Louis in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and.
1: Now, the funny thing with the Dana Carvey show, people said one of the reasons that it failed so monumentally was that people were expecting, you know, Dana Carvey, a nice young man who does voices.
0: And And we followed, I think we followed, um, uh, what's that show? Home Improvement. Home Improvement, yeah. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. I mean, you know, and then the first bit is Louis C.K.'s bit about uh, Bill Clinton, uh, he was being criticized for not being uh, being kind of a male chauvinist, I guess. So he wanted to show his femininity. So he, he was <laughs> breastfeeding babies and puppies. He, he had like six nipples and breastfeeding breastfeeding real puppies and babies.
1: <laughs> and, and what what's funny is like. In Dana Carvey's movies, with the exception of Wayne's World, th- his roles were nice young man who, yeah. uh, for some reason, is doing voices and putting on disguises.
0: Yeah. Yes. I think Dino worked, <laughs> worked on Master of Disguise. I worked on Master of uh, Disguise. I rewrote that script a lot, and I put a lot of jokes in, and then Adam Sandler took them all out <laughs> and put in <laughs> fart jokes.
2: <laughs> Great. Yeah, uh, the Carvey Show. Some of the names you're looking for there: Gilbert, Charlie Kaufman, Smigel, Louie, Robert Carlock, John Glazer, and uh, uh, Mr. Oh. Colbert and Mr. Carell.
0: Right. Also, uh, Mike starting of TV's Blossom fame. That's right. That's right. I don't want to leave. <laughs> he, I don't want to leave Mike he out. He played the older brother that no one remembers.
2: When, when you watch the documentary Too Funny to Fail, and Gilbert and I were discussing it, you come. What you come away with is, boy, he should have picked HBO. Instead yeah. of the instead of the network, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I you know I I, I think they wanted the big money and uh, and they thought they could do it. You know, like um, you know we had we had a great cast and uh, yeah, we just we were we we're in the wrong time slot. That's it.
1: And mm-hmm. and in the documentary, the funniest part is they have a, a very important like a trailer for a very important episode of Home Improvement, where they say the worst thing that could happen to a parent, the death of a child. And they're crying (laughs) and hugging each other. (laughs) And then it goes into, and afterwards, Muggs Root Beer presents the Dana (laughs) Carvey show. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, it was all around a bad decision.
2: It was so ballsy to open with that Clinton sketch, which you know, looking back, I know a lot of you guys were Python fans. I mean, it's like a Mr. Creosote sketch. Yeah. It's it's almost like a it's almost like a British comedy sketch. I mean it's it's so outrageous. Yeah or, or and pay, when Palin putting cats down his pants on Saturday Night Live. I, right. I don't know. So,
0: I also have a sickness. I can't see things as gross or mm-hmm. anything until the audience reacts to it. <laughs> to me it was just funny. You know, I was all for it being the first sketch.
2: Did you ever hear of a show in the 60s called Turn On, which was produced by George Schlatter of Laughing Fame? Oh, my God. I
1: thought of that watching the documentary. So did I.
2: So did I. (laughs) Especially because Dana is talking about how the show was canceled in cities. It was being being pulled across the map as it was airing.
0: it was the slowest death.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 And this show was, can- this a famous show with Tim Conway from the 60s. What hmm. was it, Gilbert? It was canceled uh, before it, it got to the from the East Coast yes, to the West
1: Coast? Yes, yes. I, I think it's like at the commercial break, an early <laughs> commercial break, the show was off the air. Already.
0: Wow. Why? Was it too risque I, with Tim Conway? Yeah, it it was, was.
1: It was supposed to be risque. I don't right. know if it was funny.
2: It yeah, was yeah. like it was like a laugh-in knockoff oh, right but it was you know? it was soundly rejected yeah. I think it's I think what dish. Gilbert points out is is funny they thought they were getting church lady right and 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 they and they get you know Germans who say nice things and skinheads
0: yeah. from Maine I I pitched a thing that they never went for called a cartoon called the church lady dies because I was so sick of the church lady <laughs> <laughs> and it would be every episode she would just die in a different way
2: I love it it's also funny to see all the sponsors that 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 somebody came up with this great idea of 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 the corporate sponsor or the or the, the, yeah, the title sponsor, yeah. like the old days, like Texaco yeah. Star Theater. And you yeah. had Taco Bell for a week.
0: Yeah. And After a while, we had to make up like Joey's guitar lessons or something, you know,
1: and, and then at one point they showed they did a whole musical number. That yet all I could find was like a Chinese restaurant. As yes,
0: the yeah, yeah, local yeah, Chinese yeah, restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But, yeah. But tell us about something you're proud of on the show, Grandma the Clown. Oh, Grandma
0: the Clown. I, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'm proud of it. I um, that was another one where uh, I didn't really think out the repercussions because, you know, I I th- I think we heard from the old woman's family like how offended they were by that <laughs> because um, she just a clown that talks about you know does it never gets easier just get harder we all die you know just, just talking about mortality the whole time and 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 yeah um, but uh, yeah I couldn't believe it got on to tell you the truth um Gerald Ford eaten by worms, or eaten by wolves, beheadings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eating,
2: eating human hearts. I'm, I'm going down the list. I feel here. like
0: that was a Louis, CK, and Robert bit. Yeah, that was a great one.
2: How did you know? Uh, you tell a story in the doc. How did you know? You tell a story about you and Colbert opening the snack drawer?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I wasn't in the dock. Actually, they hounded me to be in the dock, and I was like, I don't want to be in the dock. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just felt like I was going to say the wrong thing. I don't like being edited, you know. And uh, I had a lot of negative experiences on that <laughs> show. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that Colbert talks about that, but it makes sense. Like once they clear the candy out, the candy drawers out, you know, yeah, you're, to, to our you're listeners. Canceled.
2: He says that they opened the snack he he was with you and they opened the you two of you opened the snack drawer and it was barren. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it- I think I went through that at the Ben Stiller show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and so what, what were the horrible experiences
0: of doing Dana Carvey show? Uh, boy. <laughs> you know, I mean there were a lot of animals used and <laughs> Um, same thing with TV Funhouse, man. Yeah, I was going to ask was, you about that. Uh, the worst story I have about TV Funhouse is I was working a duck puppet. We don't mention
2: ducks on this show. I know. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh,
0: but anyways, um, I uh, yeah, I was working a duck puppet in a. Uh, it was in a duck church. You know, there was a big crucified duck. I, I remember, <laughs> and um, you know. but the thing with puppet puppet shows is you, you gotta build the sets really high so the um, the puppeteers could stand under it so there's a hole in the set, I'm standing up and it's really high, and next to my duck puppet is a real duck and I just see it look down at me through the hole and, it, and at one point it's sphincter opens and I'm like, ah <laughs> and it's shit <laughs> I swear to god in my mouth ha. <laughs> It was the worst experience I ever had, and I just—I stopped the production for an hour, like, like I'm like just so grossed out. And I did the rest of the scene with a a plastic bag over my head. So terrible. you
1: actu- you actually swallowed duck shit. I
0: don't know if I swallowed it, but it was in there. I probably spit it out. I spit. I don't swallow.
2: <laughs> you won't <only swallowed> be <laughs> figuratively, Gilbert. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> uh.
1: We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. The, another uh, question, because we jump around in Frankenhall. Yeah. There's one part when you're doing when it's the Wolfman, where a mustache. Yes. Pops up. It, now I'm I'm wondering if I'm correct. Does this is this in reference to the mustache in House of Dracula? Yes, 100. Wow. <laughs> percent. Look at Scott you, Scott
0: Adsit and I used to laugh about that mustache that he was just trying to be suave, and he's the least suave guy ever, <laughs> Lon and- Chaney Jr. And Adsit actually wrote that episode, which was, I thought it was brilliant. And uh, uh, it's nice to yeah. see Elkie Summer turn up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What I loved about that show, we could just do all these jokes about people that weren't even around anymore. Yeah.
1: And, and it's like in House of Dracula, when he shows up with a mustache, I thought, okay, you're haunted your whole life by turning into a werewolf when the moon is full. You just want to die. But so you think, <laughs> yeah. I, I think well, I yeah, look pretty continue. cool with a mustache.
2: Hey, I look pretty swash here. <laughs> yeah,
0: he always looked a little too put together. Anyway, you
2: know. <laughs> Gil- Gilbert got a signed. What'd you get a signed photo from Lon Chaney Jr. when uh, you were a yes. kid? Yes. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty yes.
0: cool. Yes, he was
1: and uh, famous monsters of film lion Wow. They printed that he wasn't feeling well, and if you wanted to send them a get well, and I did, and, and now I still have it, a picture of the Wolfman signed Lon Chaney. Yeah.
0: Wow. Talbot Talbot never felt that well, so he probably got a lot of kids. (laughs) (laughs) I I love the inside jokes. You know, we've done,
2: I was telling you before, Adina, we've done 380-something of these. We've had Boris Karloff's Mm. daughter's been here. She's coming back, actually, because there's a new Karloff documentary. We had Janet Ann Gallo. Go ahead, Gil, tell them.
1: Yes, from Ghost of Frankenstein. A little girl.
0: Oh. The little girl,
1: the boys are bullying her, yeah. and uh, Lon Chaney shows up. It's the monster and yeah. gets her ball. And my daddy
0: said off. they won't hurt you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, we we lost her just this year, but she I had a, a model
0: kit where uh, Lon Chaney Jr.'s Frank- Frankenstein's monster is holding her and and the, oh. And the ball. Oh, yeah. very
2: cool, very yeah. cool. So we've we've done a lot of deep dives into universe. You, you know Kirk Hammett, by the way, from Metallica. No, he's really into this shit.
0: Oh, really? Deep,
2: deeply, profoundly. I gotta,
0: I gotta say, we 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 did some interstitials with, like bits with the, the Frankenhol characters, mm-hmm. and there I don't think they're anywhere to be seen. They might be somewhere on the internet, but one of my favorite bits because Scott it does Doctor Polidori, who's Pretorius. You know? Yes, and another uh, inside joke, by the way. Right. Yeah. And there's a story about um, mm-hmm. uh, about the actor. God, now I'm blanking er, on his Ernest name. Thessinger. Ernest Thesiger. Ernest Thesiger, where he's just knitting on the set, and someone asked him, uh, "What you fought in World War One? What was that like?" And he said, "Oh my dear, the noise and the people." And uh, <laughs> I just thought, now I love that those lines. So we we actually put that in a. Uh, in, in a Frankenhole hole interstitial. it's great. He I heard He's Ernest so Sessinger,
1: you know, he did knit all the time, and yeah. he used to refer to himself as that knitting bitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he was married, too, but which doesn't matter, but I think he was married, right?
1: Oh, he may have been. Back that I then, don't know. Back, back then, like, who yeah. knows, Paul Lin was... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gilbert, do you want to favor, uh, do you want to show how, how much you know about this stuff and, and favor Dino with a song Song of the new wine? Oh, uh, oh yeah. come on, come all, and sing this song. Toro, la, faro, la,
1: faro, for life is short and death is long. Farola for lay and uh some I uh we
0: You know there's there's lyrics that they cut out too. Yeah. Yes. There is
1: no drinking in the tomb, so down with sadness and up with something <laughs> And that's when Lunching Oh and then he sings um uh uh you are uh, you together so happily, oh, right, may yeah. you, you live, live for eternity. Yeah. And then it's like, no, I don't want to live for eternity.
0: <laughs> Why did you say that? Well, it's a song. I didn't write the song. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was love- either this or my spark
0: <laughs> we thought
1: this was more upbeat, Mr. Talbot. <laughs> you know,
2: Fra- Frankenstein Hall is a wonderland. Mary Shelley's franken let's say the title right. For for people who are into these movies and into this history, you know, you guys have a lot of fun with oh, yeah. with Inside Baseball. I mean, Dr. Polidori, which is named for John Polidori, the writer,
0: right. who I think created the first yeah, modern yeah, vampire that character movies. was just a mix vampire of story. a few guys, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's great, and and the the Ken Jeong episode I have to single out uh, uh, from
0: season two. The, the, that was the God, when we the... ran out of money.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it's so good, and the suit is so good. Yeah,
0: yeah. There, we still have that suit somewhere around. We at least have the head, the racist head <laughs> of it... Godzilla. Well, it's uh, his name was uh, Hyralius
2: Yes, Hyrleus, which
0: is which is the way Asians say it. hilarious, right? Um, and uh, because he switched the R's and the L's all the time. I'm going to get canceled again. Yeah, you does you even, you even
2: changed your credit in that episode. Right.
0: To... <laughs> yeah. I can't so, even remember what it
2: was. Yeah. It was like Stomoroporus or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he, he deserves a lot of credit for that no, he's performance. Great. He plays every part. Yeah, and plays himself at one point, and our listeners. Yeah, it was it
0: was definitely. I mean, he's great, and I. uh, It was fun to have him, but it was it was an idea that I had because we we ran out of money and like okay, we're only going to pay one actor, (laughs) Um, and we'll do a lot of live action, and uh, yeah, and uh, a lot of uh, and we reused a lot of animation in that too, but uh, but yeah, it it came out okay.
2: It's a great episode. It's, I read you said that you were disappointed that you didn't get more angry reactions to the show, similar to Moral Oral. Yeah. That you wanted, you welcomed. I hate
0: my audience, basically. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Moral Oral, I mean, it was an obvious takeoff. On D- the Davian Goliath.
0: Well, you know, it wasn't a, a originally written for uh, as Davian Goliath. I originally wrote a script for Iggy Pop to play a kid, and uh, it was going to be live action, and he was like this little religious kid, and
2: um, it was a Leave It to Beaver kind of idea. Yeah, wasn't it? like a yeah. like
0: a Leave It to Beaver, um, and I had seen a little bit of Davian Goliath, but then when they said, uh, "Why don't we do it stop motion?" Um, I was like, okay, uh, let me watch some Dave and Goliaths. And they're actually like, it's not a good, Davey's not a good kid like oral. He's, he's just a shitty normal kid who does Mm -hmm. a lot of bad stuff and then gets a talking to. So, um, but, uh, but definitely the style of puppets, you know, was, was reminiscent. We were trying to make it look like, yeah, Davey and Goliath.
1: I remember on Davy and Goliath, it was like they would do an episode where uh, Davy gets lost at the circus or something. And at the end, when everyone's together, the dog would say something like, well, God always knew where you were, Davey. Right, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: He was like, yeah, he was like his little Jiminy Cricket, you know.
2: But the, you know, the the, the sermonizing would usually come in late to those shows, as I remember. They yes. weren't. They weren't. Ter- they weren't heavily
0: religious. No, no, not at all. In the
2: storytelling.
0: Yeah, not at all. But uh, yeah, Moral Oral uh, definitely was religious from the get go.
2: <laughs> oh, and and
1: one thing I've talked about before on this show that I used to love growing up in Brooklyn, I'd find them thrown out in the street were those little um, uh, chick tracks, those like uh, religious comics. Oh books. yes, I've Have seen those Did you see those in Chicago as a kid? Were they, were they yeah. around in the Midwest? Yeah, we they were them
0: every, here. Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere.
1: I yeah. always enjoyed those. I mean, <laughs> I would find them. People would be handed, they'd hand them out on the street. They'd throw it, and I always find it on the sidewalk.
0: Did you like and, them ironically, or did you like them as a kid? Like,
1: <laughs> I I think both.
0: Yeah. I yeah. think it was... They're I are mean, comics. They're free comics. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and there would always be, like, the the main character would get involved in something and then they'd either go to hell or <laughs> ask for forgiveness and find Jesus, and right. everything would be okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, they, they those things were – I wonder who made those. and That must have been painstaking. We we like did some research
2: things. into it because Gilbert brought it up on the show, and of course our listeners heard it and then started sending them to him. Yeah, So we got dozens of I want more because
1: I don't know where a lot – I put things away. Send yeah. me more chick drugs. I Think they were named
2: <laughs> named for the cartoonist or the originator, a guy named Jack Chick, if I'm Uh-oh. if okay. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, yeah. But it's 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 similarly awkward sermonizing. You know, Moral Oral had a had an interesting history because they put they put the 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 first episode wasn't the episode that you had had uh, had hoped right. to run first. And Adult then,
0: Swim loves horrible decisions. They thrive on it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. And then the show takes a very, very interesting turn in the in the later seasons. Yeah. Because you you decided to experiment with the characters well, I and get, with the storytelling. You know,
0: uh, like I said, I'm kind of a baby and uh, kind of a jerk. And, you know, I, I sold this show and Mike Lazzo loved it and I got bored and just changed it you know I always kind of wanted it to be what I loved about The Simpsons when it first started is that like I thought they were like a very real family like they were the most real family on television at the time and they had very sweet episodes kind of depressing episodes and then they kind of they they just got goofier and goofier and and you know ridiculous um and I kind of wanted to do it in a in a reverse order you know like mm-hmm. start silly and, and slowly get serious, but I got serious way too fast, and uh, one at one point, <laughs> Lazo calls me up, and during the third season, he's like, man, I can't make any more of these shows, I'm too depressed, He's <laughs> just <laughs> too depressed watching my comedy, he's like, in the last episode, there was like one joke, and I'm like, oh shit, well, tell me where it is so I can take it out.
2: That's a question from a listener, uh, uh, Dino, because we solicit these on on Patreon. Yeah. Rob Bradfield wants to know, did Dino ever hear from Art Clokey, who was still alive, the producer of Gumby and Davy and Goliath, about
0: Moral Oral? No, no, never heard. Um, a lot of the animators worked with him, but, uh, you know, I don't think he paid too. I mean, no one watched Moral Oral. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> no one watched that goddamn show. Gilbert and I did. <laughs> it's, it's when interesting. it, w- when it was on, or like uh, yeah, later, I did.
2: I yeah. did. Well, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm an Adsit fan. Oh. Yeah. oh,
1: and before I forget, I'm supposed to ask you. Yeah. Uh, did you try to acquire Groucho Marx's hip? What?
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> we have a friend named Gino Salomon who's an entertainment reporter in Milwaukee. Yeah. And he says, "I think this was Dino." He said that you, that you had collected some odd items over the years, and that you were trying to acquire Groucho Marx's hip bone.
0: Wow! Never, never heard that that was available. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I but you know, I got some cash now.
1: <laughs> well, I, I heard some other guy I know allegedly yeah. has. Uh, James Cagney's artificial Lip.
2: <laughs> what was the? What was the other one? De- Gino thought. I'm getting my Ginos and my Dinos. Yeah. Gino Gino thought that Dino was the guy who requested the toenail clippings from the guy who played oh. the professor on Gilligan's oh. Island. <laughs> no, well, that would
0: that would have made me throw up. Uh- yeah, no. So but
1: but we, he, then you could have cloned another professor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and t- just to get off this island.
2: <laughs> so once again Gilbert Gino's fucked us with bad yes. information. Yeah, yes. just I'm a huge
0: he- Marx Brothers fan. In fact, my uh uh, my my YouTube name is Bob Roland. Do you know who that is? Oh yeah, it's Zeppo's character in. Yeah. Uh, it's in, my favorite uh, joke in Duck Soup. Duck Soup. Like, you know, you got you got Rufus D. Firefly, you got Chickalini, you you got Pinky, and then Margaret Dumont yeah. introduces a, a Bob Roland. Like <laughs> it, it had to have been the writers' inside joke about Zeppo being the least funny of yeah. <laughs> the group. Bob Roland.
1: Now, what do you think was, it's like I always thought Night at the Opera, to me, just felt like the beginning of the end.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't consider that the Marx Brothers. I all only Paramount for me. Okay. Because so when they were when they were here's anarchists. the thing, you don't need a reason for Harpo to fuck with people. I don't want to no. see him getting whipped at the beginning of no. the movie. Big mistake. What's great about him is he's just out of his mind, you know. And, and
1: and they in Night at the Opera, it's like you know in the in the Paramount ones, it would be one joke, you know, machine yes. gun fire. Yeah, yeah. And there they would say a funny line, and it seemed like they were waiting to put yeah. a laugh track in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know why? They actually toured with that script and counted the seconds of how, right. the, how many laughs there were, and then they That's kept right. them in there. Day
2: at they the kept, Races, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. And I guess, you know, look, Fallberg knew what he was doing. They were hits at the time, and I guess Duck Soup was a flop, uh, but in retrospect, you know, uh, only paramount for me.
2: Well, Groucho defended A Night at the Opera because it made the money. It was a, it yes. was a, it was a success. Yeah. And Duck but, Soup was not, but no, no contest.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think we have a little uh, audio of Groucho talking about that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I a uh, racist. Because Chico
0: needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> and, can you? And, can you? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Could you do? Can you do a real old version of the Vlasic pickle stork? Vlasic <laughs> <laughs> pickles are very crispy because they're all in the
1: jar. And the jars are, it's hard to open up a pickle. In my day, it was hard to open up a pickle jar. And, And they would, in my day, pickle jars would have more than one pickle on them.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> Old Groucho has got to be the the best imitation of anything I've ever heard.
2: I think that was Pat uh, Mac, uh, Pat Harrington Gill, who was yeah. the, oh, the the Pickle classic Yeah. Groucho. Yeah, from well, the you know Schneider from One Day at a Time. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah.
1: Right. I
0: think you're
1: right. I I started like I loved the Marx Brothers, but I became so fascinated. With Groucho when he was coming back, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and he looked all frail and confused, yeah. and,
0: and the Dick Cavett show, and yes, that. yeah,
2: okay. we had uh, we did a panel, a Marx Brothers panel here. We had Bill Marx, Harpo's son. Mm. It's a good good episode. We'll send it to you because Bill and Gilbert wound up singing "Hello, I Must Be Going." Oh God, to end the show, and it was a, a really sweet moment. That to and, me is the
0: funniest song ever.
1: And and then I as usual i I fucked up uh the introduction or something and and uh Harpo's son said, "You learned to talk from my father, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, that had to be a great moment <laughs> uh to meet Groucho I mean that uh, the I can't even believe he was alive when I was alive. You know, he seems yes. like such a legend. Yeah. You know? yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I I always think that. I think like, oh, my God, when I was alive, Groucho was alive, Jack Benny, yeah. Peter Lorre, Cheney, yeah. Karloff,
0: yeah. all yeah. these people. Yeah. Harpo died the year I was born, so I like to think maybe I have a little Harpo in me.
2: 63. 64. 64? Oh, yeah, you're right, 64. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or,
1: all right, I have written in my notes, Uh-oh. dominatrix.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a segue from Harpo. Very good, Gil, but That was that was slick.
1: I, yeah, we got a dominatrix <laughs> because Chico needed the money.
0: Every now and then I'll I'll uh, you know yeah I'm into the dominatrix thing. Every now and then I'll meet a dominatrix and. Um, She'll start to like me and go. I want to have a baby with you, and I'm like, been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, do, do are you into like getting beaten and all stuff like that?
0: Yeah, I was when I was younger. Now, you know, now I can't even ride a roller coaster without breaking in half. <laughs>
2: It's a young man's <laughs> game, S&M, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I came from a very uh, protective Greek family, you know, and I was, you know, like like you, you said, my parents never let me watch horror movies, and for yeah. good reason. Uh, I guess I was kind of fragile, but uh, uh, then when I moved out, I was like, okay, all bets are off. I got a motorcycle, I got an S&M, you know. Gilbert, I started, you've never been- I started, uh, started eating more fried food. <laughs> Gilbert, you've
2: never you have never uh, patronized uh, the services of a uh, patronized the services of a dominatrix. No,
1: no, it, I I have like regular women that kicked the shit out of me.
0: Yeah, you know what? It, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It also was—it was probably like because I was I I lost my virginity pretty pretty late, and I'm like I didn't know how to how to be with women or anything, and I was like, well, if you let them do anything to you, you know like uh maybe the maybe they'll be into that, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I try not to think too much about it <laughs> Aren't you I don't, glad wanna, we it up? I don't want pushing? well it's I, you know I still fantasize about it, so I don't wanna you know I don't wanna lose my heart on thinking too hard about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: See, that's all I want to talk
0: about. You, yeah. you want to lose your heart on? You know, I, the last thing I want to know is like it's because you know my dad uh, you know pulled my hair once when I was three. Yeah.
2: I was watching that cartoon that you and Robert wrote, Shazang, the parody of the of the old Hanna Barbera Genie cartoon.
0: I don't know if I wrote that. He gives me a lot You've of credit. He got writing if credit I- on that. I think he gives me a writing credit if he's talking about it and I think of one little joke, and he, he's very generous well, with that. That's nice of him.
2: What about yeah. the ambiguously gay duo? Didn't that start as a conversation between the two of you and then veer into a different direction?
0: Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what I wanted to do. It was it was another cartoon about you know these uh, these archetypal uh, Boy, men, kind of relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember what it was, and I said, "Well, why don't don't we just make them gay?" And he's like, "Well, what if it was superheroes like Batman, Robin?" I was like, "Okay, that was great. You know, a better." I I can't remember which what version mine was. mm -hmm. And
1: that cartoon. It looked like it had the style, I think it was the style of those 70s Filmation, yeah, cartoons. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, because R- Robert is so you are too you're such a you're such a cartoon guy yeah the the, 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 yeah. Spec- the specificity of them and and the and the guy doing the Ted Knight voice yeah is really what puts them over
0: yeah, I'm such a cartoon guy that Letterman ended up hating me because I only pitched cartoons. He used to call me cartoon boy.
2: what
1: what was that cartoon uh oh god it it uh it had like the song like that it was a hit song oh i think it may have been sugar sugar
0: oh yeah the archies
2: the archies yes yes
1: Yes. that that had that that style animation
2: yeah yeah well dino did a show sending that up too um
0: the yeah, Archie's. I, I, oh, USA. Right. USA. I, USA. I <laughs> you had forgot. Think.
2: You forgot your show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one watched that show. I didn't even watch that show. That's why I almost forgot it.
2: Abe Vigoda and, turned up on it. Did
0: he really? I can't yeah. even remember that. Yeah, Jesus, yeah,
2: he's in it. He's in it, and Sally yeah. Kellerman.
0: Yeah, Sally Kellerman was great. Yeah.
1: And and speaking of the Archies, uh, who did you jerk off to, Betty or Veronica?
0: I I was more of a Betty girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're Veronica?
1: I, I was a Veronica. I would have yeah. taken Betty. You
0: would have taken Miss Grundy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, after a while, I was jerking off to Jughead, you know, whatever. <laughs> At that age, I was like, I would look around my schoolroom and go, there's no one here I won't fuck, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to about uh, going back to uh, we, we mentioned Carl and We're talking about these universal horror films, and something that comes up a lot on this show, uh, Dino, is the Black Cat. Yeah, and we have to get your take on it. And, and here we've been speaking about kink, so yeah. it's a uh, so there's a natural segue there.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, very...
2: Gil, Gilbert and I cannot make heads uh, any kind of sense of that of that picture, and yet
0: we both love it. Yeah, yeah I, I feel none like of it is logical. That's what I love about it, I think. yeah, Me that, too. Uh, it, it's just otherworldly, you know? And uh, I don't know why it was that. I don't know if they, they cut out s- some important parts. Um, I have no idea that uh, no one's found, like... Has anyone found the original script? I'd love to see the shooting script of that. You know, I
2: would too. Do you like those other Karloff Lugosi co- uh, pairings? The black, uh, the uh, the what is it? Uh, the Raven. Uh, the, the Raven and. Uh, I you know I mean Invisible I always Rey.
0: like Lugosi because he's so over the top. You know, uh, and the the film isn't as good as the Black Cat for me. Uh, I love the Body Snatcher. Oh, that's, that's a good one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Val Luton. Yeah. You you a fan of the of the Corman pictures too? Because I noticed when you voiced the death character in Frankenhole, you use you used a kind of a mask of the Red Death design.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it. Seems pretty. Uh, that that seems like uh, a standard death kind of. Mm-hmm. You know. You I,
2: like those pictures? The Poe? I do. The, I do. I like them.
0: I watched them a lot as a kid. You know. And I think one of the first movies I ever uh videotaped on T V was The Raven. I love the 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 Karloff, um mm-hmm. uh Vincent Price and Peter Lorrie's so fucking funny in that movie. Oh yeah. All right, Gil,
2: give yeah. him a little bit of your Peter Lorie. Okay.
0: <laughs> Treat him.
1: No, it's you who bandled it. You with your stupid <laughs> attempt to buy it, Kevin. Do found out how valuable it was. No wonder we had such an easy time getting it. You bloated fathead. You <laughs> blundering idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have. Uh, that is great. I remember you. You did some show in the uh, was it the eighties where you would overdub movies. And I feel like you did a lot of Peter Lorre.
2: Oh, oh you yes. thinking of when he hosted up all night. On on
0: USA, uh, I feel USA? like it was a regular series for a while. I can't remember what the name of it was. Did oh, you? But like you would always do can- Peter Lorre.
1: What got me with uh, the black cat? They, you know, it's uh, Edgar Allan Poe, so they wanted to yeah. yeah. cash in on Edgar Allan Poe's name. But there's just like one scene. Yeah. Where he screams when he sees <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. yeah, and it's like oh oh okay that explains
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's kind of like Luton. You know, like all right, you want to call it the Black Cat? We'll put that in. Yes. My favorite story about Luton is with I Walked with a Zombie. Yeah, you know, like they wanted it. They bought the title from like some magazine. It was like some story in a magazine and they bought the title and they got you make I walk with a zombie now. He's like, all right. Her first words over the voiceover is I walked with a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a weird thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> uh, pretty, good, pretty good movie though. Yeah, it's a great movie. I yeah, love yeah. I love all of Luton's yeah. movies.
2: We 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 like cat people too, Gilbert and I, but we're disappointed that there aren't enough cat people. Yeah. In cat yeah. people, yes, yeah, yes,
1: and and I like the remake better because there was a lot of nudity in the remake. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah Nastasia Kinski. One. Yeah, I mean, come on, she's the perfect Catwoman.
1: And, um, and I, I it, remember uh, one of those movies that throws in an excuse, uh, a yeah, clumsy yeah, excuse. Yeah, is Abbott and Costello meet Dr. Jekyll and Mister Hyde? Cause they're in uh, they're in England, yeah, yeah, and they're with the uh, English police department, and and there's one quick part where a guy doing a bad English accent <laughs> as the chief of police goes oh, if only I hadn't invited those two American police yeah. officers to see how English police work is <laughs> Don't done. need that. Don't and need that go, at <laughs> all. And it was like, oh, oh okay, all right, fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I get it.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. What did you think of um, a movie that I think is very strange but beautiful is Return of the Cat People, which is barely, once again, barely a a, a sequel to Cat People. But.
2: I don't know that I've even seen Return yeah, of the Cat
0: People. I, Who?
1: I, I must have seen it, but I don't remember it.
0: It it has Simone Simon. Is that what her name? Oh, Simone Simone. Simone Simone. Yeah. And, but she's she's like a ghostly figure. We don't even know if she's real. A little girl. It's about a little girl having imaginary friends. That's all it is. It's, I
1: remember I liked Return of the Fly. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't a, remember that one. Yeah,
2: I heard you talking about Mark of the Vampire with the uh, Frankenstein Minute
0: Boys. That's oh, a good yeah, one. yeah. I really uh, yeah. I would love to go in and change that ending, but I love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you you got to meet uh, you got to meet Kirk Hammett because he's got he's one of these guys too that has the collections. So yeah. he's and he's got you know the guy's got all the money all the the fuck you money in the world. So he yeah. uses it to acquire. Like he bought uh, uh, Lugosi's original costume from White Zombie. Oh, wow. And he's filled his house with this stuff. Wow. I, yeah, yeah
0: I'm obsessed with those movies. I got so obsessed with those movies, I started buying 45s that even mentioned those movies. I have the largest 45 collection of like old 50s, 60s monster songs <laughs> ever. Wow. Yeah, and
1: I remember one thing, <clears throat> when I was a kid, oh, I I would always look in TV guide to see if Route 66 <laughs> would be showing the uh, Owlet's Wing, Lizard's Tail segment oh, with Carlo, yeah. Lon Jr. and Peter Laurie. Yeah, and the one week I didn't look, oh. uh, that's when they showed it.
0: Oh my God. And that had to be the last time he was ever in Frankenstein monster outfit, you know.
1: Yes, I. Because he's saw so it old. Years later, <laughs> he looks oh, so oh bad at it. Oh my
0: god! Yeah.
2: <laughs> Gilbert, we were talking before we turned the mics on that you, the other time you worked kind of with Dino was you were a voice in the Titanic musical in Tidy. Yes. On to yes. Funhouse.
0: Yeah. Well, it was originally on SNO. Uh, and Robert wrote that, and then he moved it to uh, to the TV Funhouse. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it was like, yeah, Disney's Titanic.
0: Yeah, it's great. That's a, gr-
2: it's a great I bit. also enjoyed you that. as Wizzy the Wizard in the pilot, where yeah. where where Robert was Prozo the Bozo parody? He, he was Prozo,
0: and, and he he does a beautiful imitation of Bob uh, Bell, who was the great. Bozo in Chicago. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with. Yeah, I've chi- seen
2: Bob Bell's Bozo. We had Larry Harmon. But I've yeah. seen Bob Bell's Bozo, too.
0: Bob Bell's Bozo will fuck Larry Harmon's Bozo up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would like to see. Yeah, there's, I mean, that would be great. <laughs> there's, there's also a
2: chimp. There's a chimp parody called Lancelot Manzi, Mafia yeah. Chimp.
0: Yeah, a really dark. There's <laughs> severed chimpanzees in that, <laughs> that fucking...
2: What about working with the animals? Oh, you know, man. We also have a chimp obsession on this show, so we got to ask about I the live animals. I am scared
0: to death of chimps. Oh, you know? they
1: are horrible. They're horrible. I would rather be thrown in a lion's den Yeah, yeah. Then Because the, a chimps. lion
0: just wants to eat you. Chimps pulled out your balls and eyes and yes. face.
1: <laughs> and they, Fuck yeah, them. So eat your face off.
0: Yeah, go uh, fuck uh, yourself, chimps.
1: One man... Uh, years ago and then years later a woman a uh, chimps attacked both of them had their faces ripped off yeah and the guy had his they said he had his uh genitalia mutilated
0: yeah no thank so, you
1: yeah so a lion it's like yeah it'll eat you when it's full it's like
0: done yeah yeah you can't blame a lion yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, but
1: chimps are hard. Oh, and you yeah. must be, are you familiar with the fact that in old Hollywood, Uh-oh. rich <laughs> rich women would train chimps to perform cunnilingus on
2: them?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> now, yeah. now, keep in mind, Dino,
2: that we got this information from Jackie the Joke Man.
0: Yes. <laughs> but, but
1: it, it exa- is. It's it wasn't mentioned exactly it, Jane Goodall. It's mentioned in Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Where I mean they a, say indirectly. Yeah, with Wilder said I I think they said Wilder said to uh, the actress he said remember uh you are fucking the chimp
0: in his direction. <laughs> I mean, look, it's not that hard to believe. Chimps chimps are really strong. They probably have great tongue muscles, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, know.
1: I heard chimps are like have like ten times
0: the strength of yeah. a man. Imagine their tongue going to town yeah. on you! It's
2: amazing. You've both I worked have... with chimps. Gilbert Gilbert made a movie called Funky Monkey.
0: Yeah, with, yes. with Matthew. How Modine. close did you get? I I, I refuse to get too close.
1: Oh God! And one time I did an industrial uh, film, yeah. and and I I I didn't know about chimps. I wouldn't do it now, but I had a I held a chimp, yeah, and uh, so I I was fine,
0: right, right. But
1: now I would never go near. In fact, I did some TV show where they had a chimp in one scene, and then they came out with another uh, chimp on a chain, yeah, and they announced to everyone they said, "This is not." the same chimp as before. No one make eye contact with it. Oh boy. And no one make any sudden moves and be very quiet.
0: We're taking it to be destroyed. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, why else would they bring it around? What are you you taking this this awful chimp?
1: It Uh, it was quite horrible. When you watch TV
2: Funhouse, both the pilot with the Lancelot Lynx spoof, yeah. and and the series, there's chimps all over the place. Yeah. So I, I guess, and I, I noticed, I listened to you and Robert on the on the uh, on the audio commentary on TV Funhouse. <laughs> didn't you have more problems with the live animals or the puppeteers? Uh,
0: well, the, the puppeteers, we didn't have that much of a problem when they when we first started. We got real puppeteers. And you couldn't tell the difference because they were very realistic puppets and you couldn't tell the difference. There'd be uh, a chicken next to a puppet chicken and they'd be working it like like this. You know, uh, I'm, I'm moving my hand in yeah. jerky movements yeah. and um, you couldn't there was no reason for it to be a puppet. So we fired all the good puppeteers for being too good, and we just did the puppets. We're just you know walking around like idiots, you know, waving them around, throwing them, you know, because you know they, you had to tell the difference between the two. Our, our
2: mutual friend Dave Juskow, worked on that show we were talking oh, yeah. about. We have to give a shout out to Dave. But uh, I love Dave. And I, I said, do you uh, do you have anything? Uh, I said, do you have anything for Dino? Do you have anything you can give me on Dino? And this is what he gave me. Andy Dick was talking about Dino on a TV show. Do you know this story? Well, well I gotta be a little mom, more
0: specific. <laughs> Dino
2: Dino told his mom Andy was going to be on at the end of the show. Andy said, "My friend Dino's the nicest guy in the world. He's just into heavy duty SM. And then the credits rolled.
0: <laughs>
2: Dino was terrified that his mom saw it.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh I'm a I'm uh, yeah, I'm you know, I'm I'm 56. Going on fifty-seven years old, I'm still terrified what my mom thinks. Like uh, <laughs> I was in Chicago doing, um, I, th- I think we were showing the clown show with the Smigel, mm-hmm. and I did uh, one of the uh, morning shows drunk. And later they they put in like in, it was pre-taped, and in the live section they were like, "Yeah, the uh, Smigel was a nice guy, but the other uh, guy was obviously drunk and." <sighs> My mom called me up. She's like, what's wrong with you? Just crying. And I'm like, I thought I was being Iggy Pop. And then, uh, then now, I was.
1: getting back to the dominatrix, yeah. were you ever shit or pissed on?
0: No. Well, pissed. Yeah. I was pissed <laughs> on once by like t- six dominatrixes at once. It was like singing in the rain.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Never shit though. I uh, I think that's disgusting. <laughs> that's where you draw the line. That's where I draw the line. Pisses. There was a movie. Singing in piss. the rain. There yeah. was
1: a movie where uh, an actor actually gets pissed on by Nicole Kidman. Like it's uh, not count, it's me, not, in. count yeah. me in. Yeah. I I I kind of thought like you know if someone said we want someone to piss on you. You know I tell them the fuck off, but I kind of think you know. Nicole Kidman pissed on you, you gotta think yeah. about
0: that. No, these were like hot Dominatrixes. They were it was great, you know? <laughs> Once at a Dominatrix's birthday, they stuck a little candle up my dick. All right. Is this too much for this show?
2: It's not enough. I don't know what's too much for this show. Dino. <laughs> but what what was there a was there, there was a, a
0: little cal- birthday candle. I mean come on. Uh,
2: it's a small candle. Yeah. Uh, we have what was the Jerry Lewis thing that Norman Lear told us, Gil? Oh, that, that, that he sang yes. happy birthday to his penis?
1: Yeah, that Jerry Lewis <laughs> was like lying uh, they found him lying on bed or on a couch <laughs> with like a singing uh he was holding a lit candle. And and singing happy birthday to his dick. <laughs> so there you go. His his
0: dick actually came out of his mother two days before him. <laughs> so he has a different birthday.
2: <laughs> was there a live kangaroo story? Oh on, yeah, uh, on uh, TV Funhouse.
0: Yeah, we did a bit where it was a cross-dressing kangaroo who went in <laughs> in alone in the in the bedroom, and it was a puppet, and I worked the puppet, and. Um, and the, uh, it was tying a, a, a pouch on him with, a, like, a little stuffed baby in it. And that was how a kangaroo cross-dresses. And he gets caught by his wife, who's a real kangaroo. And kangaroos are kind of like chimps. They're fucking nuts. And this kangaroo came in and ripped the huge kangaroo puppet off me and just started tearing it. And we're like... That's perfect. <laughs> That's the perfect ending to this bit. We didn't really have a bit. It was just going to be her coming in and staring at him angrily. And We're like, no, this is way better.
2: Why, why do why do all of Smeigel's dog puppets sound like Eastern Europeans? I got to tell you, I, I it's because
0: <laughs> it's because his grandparents were Eastern European and had that voice, and every now and then. So he just – he always thought it was funny to do that voice, and he started doing it for his own dogs, like when his dog would run around like, oh, I got to get – yeah, I got to get some food. I got to – and he always did that. (laughs) There was one time during TV Funhouse, it was like 4 in the morning, and he was doing two of the dogs talking to each other. And he was doing, all right, this is – this is Triumph, and this is Fogey. Should I make Fogey uh, – is, is Foggy good? I'm like, I can't tell the difference, Robert. Well, this is Triumph, and this is Foggy. And it went on for hours. I'm like, I don't know which one is. I They all both sound the same.
2: Every dog puppet in the show.
0: And then I had to go in and do the chicken afterwards. It's like 5 a.m. I I, I was like up all night with Robert trying to figure out these dog voices. I go and do my chicken in like one take. I'm like, how's that, Robert? And the engineer's like, Robert's sleeping. Just fell like, asleep. Didn't even hear.
2: <laughs> Every dog on the show sounds like Nikita Khrushchev.
0: Yeah.
1: We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast, but first a word from our sponsor.
2: Let's give a shout out to Scott Adsit, who's so great in Moral mm. Oral. Here's a question from a fan. Has he been on?
0: Has he been on the show here? No,
2: we have to have him.
0: Oh he's yeah, a, he would do it in a second. That's
2: hilarious, uh, Mike Dopkins uh, For how was uh, Scott Adsit cast in Moral Horror? Uh, moral Horror. Well, you guys well, had history.
0: Well, we were yeah, we were friends since college, and uh, you know, I mean, he's one of the best actors and funniest guys I know, and. Um, you know and he also had a religious upbringing so you know he helped a lot with the development of that show
2: was his sister you know. originally put off by moral oral and then she came around yeah yeah out?
0: she uh she they wouldn't talk for a while and finally uh they decided okay we won't um we won't talk about the show anymore in front and she actually watched an episode and said you know what it's not that bad it, it's cuz it wasn't against uh the teachings of christianity it was it was mostly against the hypocrisy you know mm-hmm. yeah and i think she got to see that
2: well give a shout out too, to 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 uh, carolyn lawrence and britta phillips that whole cast yeah
0: everybody's so so good everyone's um, great and louis it, salier who plays uh, reverend putty you know uh you know uh, speaking of dave just because we were talking a little bit before before yeah. gilbert come on came on Gilbert, did you ever get to see Jusco? It was the, it was on the date that in the series that uh Felix got kicked out of his house. I can't remember when it was. Uh, like
2: November November 13th? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Gary Marshall's and, birthday, which is And every
0: November 13th, it. I never got to see this. He would do two episodes in a live theater yeah. where him and his friend would play Felix and Oscar. They would switch off roles after the first one and do i thought that was such a great idea did you ever get to see that
1: no i would have liked to have seen
0: i know that man. sounds like a, a, a it's just a beautiful idea
2: we we, we did one in la with Sa- we did the david steinberg episode and, oh yeah and, and you sarah said sarah silverman, sarah silverman played david God, steinberg. Yeah, i didn't even know about tape. it yeah I he must have the on tape. he
0: should just do it again you uh, guys should do it again
2: uh, here, Chuck, Chuck WPG asks, would, uh, would Dino be okay to have Starburns come back just for a community movie in a Bobby Ewing type plot twist where you're not really dead?
0: Well, you know what? I, um, you know, I begged cause I, you know, I was like, I wanted to die because I thought that would be cool to be one of the few TV characters that ever died, you know? And so they killed me off, but then, you know, spoiler alert, they brought me back and I faked my death. I was, so, so I'm it's not really so I'm not really dead um, so I guess I would do it because Dan Harmon's a friend of mine and if he really wanted me I would do it
2: Dan is fun too in Frankenhole oh yeah, uh, yeah
0: as, as Jekyll
2: Yeah, as, as is Andy And uh, tell us about the ventriloquist bit that you and Andy used to do because Gilbert we, did one with Belzer
1: yeah we used to call <laughs> ourselves Dick and Stinky
0: <laughs> and I was stinky. We did this literally once. And it was ad libbed. I not know it was once. And uh he just sat on my lap and uh, you know, it was a basic, hey Mr Mr. Uh Clatter, how are you doing? And Andy was like, Fuck you, go fuck yourself, you know. And he was just an <laughs> asshole, ventriloquist dummy who didn't have any jokes. And uh and then at the end, you found out that he just did a bunch of drugs, and it slid off me. I don't remember it being amazing, but uh, <laughs> who uh, who brought it up? Who? Uh,
2: uh, I have a fr- uh, an intern that works on the show, uh, 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 Jared, who found that. Yeah, he he did a deep dive, and he said, "Did you know that Dino and Andy Dick used to do a ventriloquist act?" Yeah. So we'll shout him out, Jared Piantadosi. You know,
1: speaking speaking of it, that reminds me. I once, speaking of, like, commercial endorsements, I, I once uh, became, like, the talking hand shadow. Uh, it was going to be a running thing for Subway sandwiches. Yeah. And and I would be the voice of this talking hand shadow. Right. And, and then uh, Subway said, well, we've got two commercials running at once. Uh, uh, you know, Gilbert doing the voice of the hand shadow, and there's this other guy, Jared, uh, who oh. lost uh, uh, tremendous amounts of weight, and and the head of Subway said, we feel safer with Jared.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he said, let's let's go with the pedophile. <laughs> Hey, I gotta tell you, I uh, I, I found uh, on the internet, I I saw that the, the crazy straws will put any word up to ten letters on it, right? So I was start I started thinking like, what what would be funny letters to put? Like, I, I put alcoholic, you know, and shit like that. And I kind of exhausted possibilities, and then one at one point I came up with, I mean, what if I, I wonder if I get? So I put pedophile. I I I, I bought it, <laughs> and usually. Uh, I got the straws in like two days. This one, it took like a month and I started getting scared. I'm like, are they calling the CIA? What, uh, are they going to look into me now? Does it, it does it make sense that a pedophile would get a straw that said pedophile? <laughs> uh, and so I started freaking out and I started writing them dumb emails saying, um... Is my pedophile straw coming soon? Because I'm a comedy writer, and this is a prop for a very funny bit I'm doing about Trump, um, and uh, like explaining it like very Which smart. Which makes for no it reason.
1: so much worse. Yeah, I know. That's I know. You? <laughs>
0: And finally, the the pedophile straw comes, and it's it's perfect. It's just a crazy straw that says pedophile. And I'm like, what? It was like the telltale heart. What am I gonna do with this now? I didn't. I just put it in my closet. and It was in my closet, and I I passed the closet, and I'd be scared every time I passed it. And finally, I had my friend over, this woman, and I, I was like, and she and she's kind of like you know, kind of brassy and stuff. So I I, I was like, look at this straw I got, and she's like. Give me that. I should own it. I was molested as a child, so she took it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, well, God, I'm glad you got something out of that experience.
2: (laughs) This episode has truly had everything.
0: (laughs) I take Uh, it that that's the closer,
2: (laughs) Gilbert. Gilbert, you've played every. You've done more voices for inanimate objects. You were what were yes. you were a, you were a hand? You were a smoke alarm.
1: Yes, you were I a toaster. was a toaster. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, in in Family Guy, I was a dog whistle. Yeah, weren't a you a car whistle? alarm? I, was. Was I a car alarm? You'd guy? make a Maybe. great car alarm.
0: You yeah. really would. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, tell us about because uh, we put it in the uh, in the intro, Dino, and it really should be mentioned because that's a wonderful piece of work that you produced and uh, you and Dan, and that's Anomalisa. Yeah, nominated well, for an Oscar and
0: yeah, that, made but, by your
2: old friend Charlie Kaufman.
0: Right. Yeah, we went to see uh, Charlie wrote this uh, radio play. It was called Theater of the New Year, and um, it was you. You just sat and watched the actors just on the microphone, and there there were like sound effects and a whole orchestra and everything, and this was a perfect. Uh, story to do like that because it was all about voices and uh, really to this day it's the perfect way to experience that story you know. but I loved it so much and I I, I was kind of sad that that was going to be the only performance and it would just go away and I wanted to document it in some way and um, that would get kind of mass appeal and I thought well how about a stop motion movie and I, I approached Charlie and he said well what I, I don't I don't understand how it would be a stop motion movie. And I'm like, nah, that's your problem. I got a stop motion studio though. And, uh, so he came and, and he directed it with Duke Johnson, who's a great stop motion Who you work uh, with director. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, and yeah, it, I'm certainly glad that movie was made, you know, once again, original, 12 really people original, saw it. Original piece the, of work. Yeah. And it's beautiful, you know, with but, great uh,
2: performances too, by Thulis and Jennifer Jason Lee and yeah, Tom Noonan playing Tom like fifteen Noonan. parts.
0: He played everything yeah. except for the, their two parts. You know, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, and he used that Kickstarter? like th-
0: we used Kickstarter. We thought it was going to be like a cheap little animated movie for like five hundred thousand dollars, and I think we got that amount of money, or you know, and you know, Charlie uh, had bigger ideas. But it was great because we would have never made that movie. It ended up costing like ten million or something like that, or eight million, and we never would have endeavored to make that. We didn't have that kind of money, but because we did this, the Kickstarter, uh, we got some recognition, and then other backers came in, and it worked out perfectly.
2: He's a yeah. real visionary, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, like or dislike his stuff, and I guess I guess there are you know there are camps with 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 any kind of artist, but he really he. he uh, He's he's not imitative of anybody.
0: He no. really
2: he really has his own voice. Yeah, definitely. And it's a it's a very it's a very interesting film to watch. Is is the is the speaking of chimps, you know where I'm going with this, is is, is the <laughs> bubbles movie still in development?
0: No, it's a shame because uh, it, it got cancelled because Taika Waititi was going to direct it and quite frankly, I think he didn't know how to make an anti Michael Jackson movie. Um, which this kind of was anyway. Um, but it would have been more of a love letter, I think, to Michael Jackson, which would have been the wrong direction to go in. And so he just, he he uh, he, he decided not to do it. And then Netflix said, well, we, you know, if we don't have Taika, then we don't want to do it. And, um, and it's a shame because, you know, it was because that documentary came out, you know, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. And... What what the movie's about is about abandonment. You know how Bubbles gets abandoned because, frankly, he gets older and and he's not as cute anymore. And that's exactly what that d- documentary was too. So I thought it was uh, it it was it was very appropriate to do that movie. You know.
1: So and Michael Jackson turned his back on this chimp.
0: Yeah. After- when it got. Yeah. Oddly enough, I don't think this is even in the script. Uh, the chimp, uh, you know, Michael Jackson got whiter while the chimp got darker. You know, chimps get darker yes, <laughs> as yes. they get older. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they kind of crossed over. But yeah, I, I, he just—I
2: I hear the script's uh, amazing.
0: It's a beautiful script. Yeah, it's really a shame that it. It's one of those things like Anomalisa. I just wanted to see it made, you know, more than anything.
2: Well, credit to you guys for making it.
0: Because it's it's, it's very good. Anomalisa, yeah.
2: Yeah, Anomalisa. I mean, and, you know, it won a prize at Venice and it was nominated for an Oscar. I mean, it it may not have found a big audience,
0: but. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Last question from a fan, Dino, before we all get out of here. Alan Bernard, who runs one of our Facebook pages, asked Dino how he was inspired by Chicago radio personality Steve Dahl, the creator of, the infamous creator of Disco Demolition
0: Night. I think Alan Bernard is a Facebook friend of mine, too. I, you know, I mean, I just, uh, I grew up, with Steve, he was Howard Stern before Howard Stern was. Mm-hmm. Was I mean, he Steve started in Detroit where Howard Stern started, and I think Howard got a lot of his act from Steve. Um, he just, but Steve was just so real on uh, on the radio, and you know, his wife would call up screaming at him because he was a drunk, and you know, and uh, <laughs> and it was just, um, it was like nothing else. I, I tell this story and I, th- I think Colbert uh, had the same experience where when you when you're changing the the stations on your radio you just keep hearing and then and once you you change it and you don't hear anything that's the Steve Dahl show because there were lulls like it would be like a minute where they just sit there and go uh, I don't know. I'm in big trouble.
2: You know, <laughs> it's just like,
0: like he didn't care. It was just so real. D- and, Disco
2: Demolition uh, Night made him a national figure. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that, that wasn't the best of Steve by yeah. any means. I'm sure. You know? I'm sure. I'm sure. Steve got so much better after that.
2: Let, last yeah. thing, and this is fun. Uh, you, you both have theories. And, and uh, Dino, you were saying that the, you saw the Frankenstein pictures as like original and sequel, which I shared with Gilbert. Which he right. found interesting. Frankenstein, then sequel, Bride. Yeah. Son yeah, of there's... Frankenstein, then sequel, Ghost. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and we'd never, we'd never thought of it that way. The two houses, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, they came in pairs. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like when they started, they would be sequels. And then after a while, it was like, uh, who gives a fuck? He, uh, he fell in the quicksand. And now he's in a totally different country, yeah, and he's yeah. in ice. <laughs> yeah, well, and he's not like, even like, the, like those,
0: like those mummy movies. Holy shit! The, they don't—they really didn't care about those. No, they're in like New no. Orleans and at some point, from Egypt to New Orleans in a jump, you know.
2: So, Gil, share your uh, theory with Dino.
1: Oh well, like Frankenstein's a baby. You know, it's an innocent it, baby. Yeah. It wants yeah, to yeah. be loved. Uh, uh, the Wolfman is a teenager, right? You know, he's, his body he, is changing. Yes, yeah. And and Dracula is what every guy wants to be, right? Uh, he's in control of everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's yeah. That's great. And the mummy, uh, the mummy is could
1: the last
2: be old age.
0: age. Yeah. yeah, old age. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah.
2: See the things he comes up with, Dino. <laughs> <Yeah>. Amazing. <laughs> Did you know he was this deep?
0: And the creature of Black Loon, just a big lizard. Uh,
2: yes. <laughs> it's
0: a big fucking lizard. You know that part of life where we just are a lizard? <laughs> I think it's actually in the womb. You, know, <laughs> you, are, you
2: a Harryhausen fan, too? Because I know you love stop motion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Across I the I, board. I love... I love yeah, I'm not crazy about the movies, but I love whenever there's an animated part.
2: <laughs> I love it. Did you like Mad yeah. Monster Party as a kid?
0: You know, I never I never saw it as a kid, and I got to say, that one's, that one's a slog to get through. It is a slog. Like, that's like, those songs are terrible. The jokes are so bad. <laughs> I get sleepy watching that movie. <laughs> and, you know, you'd think it would be right up my alley. It's stop motion and monsters and, yeah. We're gonna That's kind of why I wanted to do Frankenhole. I wanted to do my version of that in some way, you know.
2: We're going to send you our interview, uh, which I think you'll find fascinating, with Donnie Dunigan and also with it. Janet Ann Gallo. because she's got first-hand Lon Chaney stories, yeah, which, which are hard to come by. Yeah, and, um, and
1: Lon Chaney wanted to adopt her.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. True. true. That's creepy. Okay. <laughs> I got a straw for Lon Cheney. I'll tell you.
2: <laughs> what, uh, we want to thank Lan Romo and uh, and Carl McGraw.
0: Who put, Can I who, very uh, quickly plug my podcast? Please, please, I don't even know how to get it, but uh, and I don't even know what the name is, but it's it's I think it's called uh, Safe Space with Dino and Dana. I do it with Dana Snyder. It might be Dana and Dino. Anyway we do a, a big Halloween 27 hour long marathon podcast I was ask
2: you about that I, for, I apologize for not putting the podcast in the intro you, you're you're a big Halloween guy you always big were.
0: big Halloween guy I play all my music and we talk and we got a, a, a few uh, a lot of funny people uh, who who come on like Colbert came on I think you guys were supposed to come on last year and I fell asleep uh for that like right. d- during yeah. the wi- during the window I during now. the window that you were supposed to come on i fell asleep by mistake will you do another uh, one this year yeah i would love you guys to come on if you if you can um yeah, but uh, no it, pressure it's
2: our it's our it's our partner network how can it, we how can we say no
0: yeah, believe me, you could say no, but Start I would Mac. love you to come on. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, one of the guys came up with this bit. I'm going to spoil it now because it's it'll be on yours. Um, this guy uh, Bob, who's on on the podcast, it's like has anyone ever done a Monster Mash parody where Mash is the show? Mash. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, oh. and I I, th- I instantly thought it's just the song, you know. With the monster mash, you know. I was working in the lab late one night when in my eyes a scary fright. You know, you just do the, the actual, and uh, with put with, put sound effects on the uh, mash theme, and then go from there. I
2: don't know. You you should have some of the uh, the uh, the monster uh, authors that we've had on this show, uh, uh, Gregory Mank.
0: And, oh yeah, uh, and Mank David, is great.
2: David Skull those guys are experts. They'd be they'd be fun on your Halloween marathon.
0: Rick yeah, Baker, yeah, Rick Baker too. Yeah, I, uh, you know, if uh if you could uh, throw me some numbers, <laughs>
2: we'll plug we'll, we'll, we'll be happy
1: to plug oh, you in. And, and and we had uh Bob Burns.
0: Bob Burns. You wow. You know Bob? I I know of him, I do. Yeah. I don't he, know Bob, but yeah, he's he's got, he's got the biggest collection.
2: You're in LA. I, go no- go knock on Bob's door. He'll let you in and show you
0: the stuff. Well, you know I uh like the year that 40 40- die I, the year before i think i went and visited him uh you know because he had open house and yeah for years okay so I, I i used to go to the rustic inn sorry if you guys are over time now at this point But no. I, I, I would go to this bar the rustic inn and it was before you know they just had free wi-fi for everyone and you try and like piggyback on some neighbor's wi-fi and there was this one wi-fi and i'm like California. And I'm like, wow, someone, a Karloff fan, his wi is called California. And uh, turned out, Forry lived right next door to my favorite bar in town. So a couple times I'd... <laughs> like on Halloween, I'd be drinking it and show up drunk uh, and see Forry. Uh, that was kind oh, of a fun almost, experience. It's
2: nice that you got to know him at the end. The poor, the poor guy, people took stuff from his house and never returned it.
0: I know, I know. In fact, I got this great... Dracula, um, no, I didn't, I didn't tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just used to, and they were like blatant about it. Yeah. You'd walk in there and just uh, steal shit. But I Bob would never Bur- do that has-
0: because Go- I love I love the idea of ev- all that being in one place, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Bob yeah. Burns has the little Kong uh, uh, armature and all that oh, stuff. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We'll hook you up with Bob. Go over there and say hello.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would love to. It's a Playland. Well, this- this has been great. This has been fun, guys. Thank you for having me.
2: Fun front for us, too. Kill, what do you think?
1: Uh, oh, well, I I heard, uh, I got a tweet that uh, the actually the creature of the Black Lagoon's not feeling well.
2: Rico Browning, yeah. yeah. He's, he's ailing.
1: Yeah, so, so I guess send him a, uh, uh, greetings.
2: Yeah, uh, his handlers or his family members Maybe it was his daughter, in fact Was asking on Facebook for people to send messages to him Or or letters or, or emails Because he wasn't feeling well And he's the last surviving Universal yeah. monster, obviously
0: Well, now I feel bad about my creature from the Black Lagoon joke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus You no, could have okay. told me before the show That you're going to do a, a little heartfelt thing about this guy
2: <laughs> Dino, thanks for making the time for this
0: Sure. Okay. Uh, what well, else, I, what, I have nothing but time.
2: What, what else? What else is going on besides nothing. the podcast? Nothing. I have nothing
0: works? but time.
1: <laughs> that, was, that was a line in uh, Citizen Kane. <laughs> that. Uh, uh, oh God. Uh, Edward, uh, Ever- Edward Everett Sloan. Sloan Everett Sloane said, "Because uh, they say to him, uh, you know, do you have time for this interview?" And he goes. I'm chairman of the board. I have nothing but time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm head of Starbirds Industries, which does very little. No. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know if I have anything to plug besides the uh, podcast. Okay. Really. Safe we, space. We, we, we start the Halloween marathon midnight New York time and end uh, 27 hours later midnight California time. Wonderful. So.
2: What was trick or treating like for you in in Chicago? Did you do the ma- the, the the plastic I went, masks I, with I a- did
0: it way too old like at one point I was like 13 and did like yak hair and spirit gum. I was a wolfman and just remember <laughs> Where where like, did
1: you get yak hair
0: from? <laughs> I it probably wasn't yak hair. It was probably it was those those <laughs> you know those those swatches of fur that you'd find oh yes yeah yeah i just wanted to throw yak hair out there
1: yes i remember reading in famous monsters that they said they used yak hair
0: yeah yeah i don't even know what that is yeah i mean I, i assume yaks but why just yak but uh so i was in full wolfman attire and makeup and this one kid who was like two years older than me just walked up to me, walked up to the Wolfman and just smashed an egg in my head.
2: <laughs> so oh, I'm just geez. like,
0: in Wolfman <laughs> regalia, just egg Son dripping. Son of a bitch. Yeah. That was the last time I, uh, I trick-or-treated. Gilbert, what about
2: you in Brooklyn with trick-or-treating? We've cut, we've talked about this.
1: I remember <clears throat> I had like one, a pirate mask. And I'd wear that on Halloween. I trick-or-treat to all the buildings, and then I would go home, dump out the candy, and I had also a Zorro mask, so I'd hit all the same houses as Zorro,
0: <laughs> just just like old <laughs> old two lunches. Gilbert strikes again,
1: <laughs> and, and and I, I it's funny. I ran into um, uh, Jim Carrey. And he said, and I remembered it when he told me that one time he was on a press junket and he was staying at a hotel. So I I stopped by, we were hanging out in the hotel and Carrie said to me, you know, the studio is covering all the room service. So if you want to get something (laughs) to eat And, and he remembered, I ordered three steak dinners And I ate one, and the other two I took home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How long do those steak dinners last?
2: (laughs) Tino, thanks for doing this. It was a blast. Thank you. Thank you. Gilbert, Gilbert, thanks for asking Jim Carrey to do the podcast.
1: Oh, yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to Lan Romo, Kyle McGraw, uh, Jared Piantadosi, and, of course, we'll thank Juskout, too. Dino, thanks, man.
1: Thanks. Okay, so this has been Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast with my co-host Frank Santo Padre, and we have had our first guest ever who's been
2: pissed on. By At, many people. By many people, not just one.
0: <laughs> Although we're not, we're, we're not too
2: <laughs> sure about Larry Storch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you know Whoa, got you got it. i I have to lie down now. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> you straighten out your flies, then you blink your eyes. Do it the freaking stop. Put your arms straight out, and then you walk about.
0: Pace. Next, you start to sway, and then you back away. the With your
1: left foot, clomp, 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 and stomp, stomp, stomp with your right. Now double-check the belch in your
2: neck to be sure your hips up. Innkeeper, two more Bloody Marys, and step on it. If you try to rock, then
1: you'll get a shock. Because you just can't run.
0: But only with your wrist. Two and the Frankenstein stop and the Frankenstein stop
2: Just one moment of pain, my dear, and then eternal life.